Okay, welcome to a Wasted Potential First. This is an intoxicated discussion on a current film. And this week we're doing Tenet. <laughs> I'm just going to put your voice as the <laughs> Hans Zimmer sounds. <laughs> Repeat them over and over again. Believe it or not, it wasn't Hans Zimmer this time. Really quickly, um, if you want to see the film, then don't listen to this. This is 100% spoilers. We're just going to try to talk our way through this in an intoxicated fashion. Because <laughs> we both just saw this and wanted to talk about it. So that's kind of irrelevant. Okay, really quickly, here's the IMDb synopsis. And then we'll dive into our reactions and then kind of get to like, can we talk about what the hell happened in this movie? <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely try. <laughs> we'll try to. We're intoxicated and that movie was a uh, interesting. Okay. Here is the IMDb synopsis from Warner Brothers Pictures. Armed with only one word, Tenet, the fighting for the survival of the entire world, the protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. And I think I just realized that the main character didn't have a name the entire time. Yeah, I wondered that too. I was like, wait, they, I don't think they ever said his name. That's a very Christopher Nolan kind of thing. I think in Memento or another one of those movies he has, like, there's not really a, a name. The name doesn't really matter. What matters is this is the character, the uh, John, I think, David Washington or something like that. Mm -hmm. the, the actor from Ballers, regular guy walking through this kind of new world, kind of espionage spy stuff type thing. So what do you think of it automatically just off the top of your head? When I watched it, I was like, this is the most Nolan movie to ever Nolan in the Nolan world. Like, <laughs> it it takes every Nolan cliche and packs it into a movie. Like, there's no other things that are different or anything. It's like, he goes, I love Inception. I'm going to make Inception and Batman and Memento into one movie. Like, I was thinking the exact same thing. He takes, like, his highlights of his movies and kind of puts them into one film there so like the technical aspects are similar it's very well shot oh, yeah. well made well directed and then the convoluted level is kind of turned up to like nine out of eleven yeah it's it looks so good because it's nolan it's gonna look good the action is awesome it's very entertaining i wasn't bored in this movie but when i got done i was like fuck this movie like it I, I was so mixed. It was like, I'm going to describe it in, a, in my den of patriarchy kind of way, where uh, I it's like you're looking at a very hot girl and you're like, my God, she looks good. And then you talk to her and you're just viscerally angry by the things that she says or, or he says. To clarify what Shane is saying here is what he's saying is it's very shallow. It's very skin deep, <laughs> this movie. Because when you st the the problem with any time travel movie is obviously there's issues with the butterfly effect and stuff like that. So when you watch a time travel movie, you kind of give a little space for that. This movie though yeah. is such a big ball of yarn that is tied together, and all you have to do is just just tap tap the yarn, and it just crumbles because. Even he has to write multiple times in the film, like, ah, you know, we don't really fully understand time travel, or, oh, it could or could not. You know, like, 
just hand waves the logic away, which you can't do unless you have a strong through plot. You can't have this all based on intricate things happening in time and just hand wave the logic. So here's where I'm going to go with a disagreement. I completely agree with you when you say that like you can have a, a convoluted, if you have a strong through plot. I disagree because Inception and Interstellar prove that you can get through with convoluted through plots if you have an emotional center. True. And that's my biggest issue with Tenant is the main character is not a bad actor, but his character Dull. is empty because because the overall resolution for him is that he and Robert Pattinson are good friends in the future. And he has some kind of attraction to this woman who has a child. I feel like most Nolan movies have a solid emotional connection that we get. In Interstellar, Matthew McConaughey loves his daughter and wants to get back to her. So the convoluted like a black hole thing is acceptable because it's the standard foundation is this man loves his daughter. Inception, Leo is trying to, you know, reconnect with his wife who lost her mind. Exactly. He's regretting his bad mistake of his wife got screwed over. I'm trying to fix that. He's living in the past. I completely get that. That's a solid emotional foundation for a kind of janky, ridiculous plot. This movie has a main character who's James Bond, who has no emotional real connection because his job is just to get the job done. So it's this isn't a bad movie. This is just, on a standard of Nolan films, this is my least favorite Nolan film of everything. That's just my first review of this. We'll dive into the absolute ridiculous disconvolutedness, but that's just my standard is, it's a C, Nolan film. Yeah, you know, the, the the problem nowadays is you can't get by on looks alone. Every movie looks good. I mean, some look better than others, but it it's too easy now to shoot a good-looking film. You have to have more. It's just like anyone can write flowery, flower, flowery, flowery language. <laughs> uh, I'm drunk. But that doesn't mean it's a good poem. There's got to be structure there's got to be something you can attach to and this movie it's like if i could sum it up it's blah 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 heist blah 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 heist blah 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 and heist if you want a solid heist film james bond film this hits all the the notes it hits every single beat perfectly like you and i are talking separately you said Nolan would be a good Bond director where mm-hmm. the character doesn't have a character, but the action keeps flowing and going. That It's it's excellent. It's engaging. But if you try to take a James Bond film and then you try to extrapolate and give an emotional plot, then you kind of fall in and of itself. It's not James Bondy in the way that like the main protagonist is like, a womanizer. It's just James Bondy in like the very surface level of like characterization. Yeah, and in its beats. There's a villain, an unknown villain that wants to destroy the world. Why? Eh, I, I, I don't know. All the side characters are more interesting. Oh, Robert yeah. Pattinson is very interesting, which I'm a huge Robert Pattinson supporter right now. Like, I haven't seen Twilight, but everything he's done since then is fantastic. I recommend go see. Go watch Good Times. And he's our new Batman, too. So I feel like he's got some awesome 
quality, but he's taking it. I feel like the bad guy, Kenneth Branagh, Kenneth Branagh kills it. We love this. Awesome. This podcast is a huge supporter of Kenneth Branagh. Have you huge seen Kenneth Branagh fan of our Wow Wow West podcast. So you know wow, how we wow. feel about it. <laughs> Even the the wife, she has some kind of a motivation behind her why she's doing those things for her kid. Our main character, he's funny, he's likable, but there's no depth at him at all. Besides zero. The spoiler is he's the person, he's the godfather. He's pulling the strings behind uh, the marionettes. Yeah, he he is this movie. Surface level and makes no sense. But that's our basic kind of straightforward review. Let's dive into the convolutedness. So oh, boy, here we Shane go. was texting me and saying that four questions that they had ruined this film. But do you happen to know what those questions were? Uh, Let me look. Really quickly here to kind of segue is i saw this film in a drive-in i highly recommend you do not watch this film on a drive-in what'd you see this at you saw this in a theater theater i did i saw a theater theater covid theater and uh there was no one in there there was zero people it was wonderful theaters are back baby like <laughs> because nobody's going to them well, that's that's super nice because one, no one's in there, and two, you have your you you get the sound, you get the screen. See, I got the screen, but the sound was my car sounding. The sound was fucked. So, like, that's really important in this movie because the characters do these long exposition dumps of like explaining the fake science here. And it's kind of important because the last thirty minutes, my brain shut off. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I know that there's one side going in the future. And or sorry, one side's going in reverse and one side is going in the present forward. I'm just like, it's all I understand what's going on right now. So the idea is that this has already happened, right? Mm-hmm. All this has already happened. So why the fuck are we watching this film? Like, you know what I mean? So we're just watching the replay? There's no stakes then. So I guess the argument would be the protagonist... We're going through the protagonist's eyes. So he is going through these experiences and the experiences is we're understanding it from his perspective because the entire movie is shot from him. He's never not in a scene, correct? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, no, he isn't because there's the boat scene with Kenneth Branagh and stuff and her. Yeah, yeah, there's a scene where he's talking to his wife. But for the majority of the film is he's understanding it in his perspective. Right. And so are we supposedly. And the film breaks that obviously a couple times. But I would say the logic is his character is literally the godfather pulling the strings, but he's in past tense, so we're seeing it through his eyes. Like my favorite scene is when 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 they're walking in that glass door where Robert Pattinson is pretending like he doesn't know what's going on, but the, the protagonist knows what's going on is the bullets are mm-hmm. going in reverse. So I love that scene because it's a great action scene shot in reverse and in um, and in real time. And he's fighting this person under his standards. Then later in the film, we go back to realize that Robert Pattinson knew the entire time and that the protagonist is reliving it separately. So it's not as interesting the second time when they're going through the opposite perspective when the person the protagonist is fighting is actually himself. It's a cool twist, but in the reality of the film, it's like, this is not as interesting the first time. I called the twist a little bit. I Not 
I, there's no way I could have told you what, what the hell was going on, but when the two, like, SWAT guys come out and they get in a fight with him, and he takes his helmet off, and he, like, looks shocked, and then he runs away, I was like, it's him. I was like, it's the, it's the Mr. Washington, the protagonist. And, and my fiance was like, stop doing that shit. And I was like, it's him. Like, it, it, it's going to be him going back in time to do something. Yeah, see, that would make sense. I didn't I didn't know what it was, but I knew, like, something's weird because he says, yeah, I shot him. I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, something's twisty here. It's a Nolan movie. And, like, I was like, so if you go back in time, you're existing in the past at the same time you are? You're existing, but the only rule was you can't interact with yourself. Right, or you die. But once again, there's that scene where he's the car in the middle. And he fights himself. Protagonist is on... What? He fights himself. He finds himself, but I think the rule is you can't... Your past self can't see your present reverse self. And technically, he's... If we're looking camera forward, the protagonist is on the left. The protagonist is in the middle is the reverse self. And on the right is kind of brought out. So technically, he doesn't see him. As we as the audience don't see him in the middle car, but they're definitely interacting. Oh, yeah. And this, now that I think about it, is just completely stolen from Time Cop. What? <laughs> this, this plot is just Time Cop. He goes back in time and fights people that are also going back in time to try and change the future, and he's just trying to keep the future as is. It is, but it isn't because they're going back in time in reverse. That's why this movie, it works for me on an action level because... The action is phenomenal, like shooting it in reverse and doing these things. It's pretty great, and it distracts you from the convolutedness of it. So I really enjoyed the action, but as we sit here drunkenly kind of discuss this, we realize, like, did we write this when we were drunk? Yeah. It's nonsense. Yeah, and I'm just like, so all this has already happened, and we're just watching the version that worked? And, like, how would you ever lose if you can always just change it? Well, my question is, how would you know that you have to go back in time to keep the current timeline going? Like, what if you decided to not go back in time? What if the protagonist said, said, I'm not going to go back in time to save this woman, and that would screw up the entire timeline? Or what if the protagonist did not go back in time, and then he wasn't the person in that middle car who allowed them to throw the briefcase in between them? It's just... And do you ever die if your future self goes back and dies in the past does that affect your past self like it the timelines the problem with the fucking time travel thing is yeah you have to accept that there's parallel universes and you're just changing parallel universes and infinitely but then like everything would have to collapse every time that you change something and and just because you change something doesn't mean that it's going to affect anything or it could backfire like but but here's the convolutedness is because he was that middle car driver. He had to be there so that the present timeline works. So then he's going forward, but if he didn't go backwards, the present timeline wouldn't even exist. And now my brain Right, works. because so there would have to be an to original timeline that got him to time travel. Unless you're implying that the time travel backwards starts a new has timeline. to happen so that the present timeline works. I... See? See, this works in a very cool like oh how awesome and like mind-blowing way but in a very kind of logical 
kind of understanding it's like this is convoluted as hell because you have to go to the end of the film where it's implying that you have two military groups have to simultaneously go forward and backwards in time so that's that so that they have to accomplish this which is cool if you knew the future so it's, it's almost like you have three timelines the current one the backtracking and then also the one that knows both timelines and has to understand that you have to go back through forward and backwards in time so that the present timeline happens. Right. It, and my fiance and I were watching this and we're like, who the fuck are the people going in reverse shooting at? Like, who's shooting at who? They're shooting at, well, there's, okay, so back to the plot is there's this evil company who has using these time traveling bullets and time traveling to do evil in the past. But does that company want to blow up the present or does Kenneth Branagh because he's dying of cancer is blowing it up. They want Kenneth Branagh to, to activate the device that he found through them and destroy the past. But why? That's a good question. They say like, Oh, you know, just cause they want to see what happens or they hate the future or See, my my understanding was this future company has all these powers and are giving it to Kenneth Branagh because he found the original one and finds the last one. So they're giving him his power, but Kenneth Branagh is the anomaly because he wants to destroy it because he's dying of cancer. So my misunderstanding... The future wants to destroy the past as well. He's just the vessel because he's willing to do Why it. Why do they want to destroy the past? I think they just want to kill everything. I think it's like one of those James Bond, like, I just want to destroy the world. That doesn't make sense because in James Bond movies, they want money to not destroy well, the world. Well, I think that they're just going with, oh, they just want to destroy the world. Like, that's the... Because he kind of starts to oversimplify everything at the end. Like, because it doesn't make sense. Because he's like, oh, you know, everyone thinks that if you kill your grandfather, then you won't exist. But maybe you will. And it's like, no, this makes no sense. It, it made more sense if they're like they're holding the world ransom in the future, like it's a terrorist organization holding the world ransom in the future. A very Doctor Evil type thing where it's kind of like yeah, and then Kenneth Branagh has gone off script. Yeah, give me ten billion dollars and we'll keep the timeline going, but Kenneth Branagh is the anomaly and the paradox because he has cancer and wants to blow mm -hmm. up the past and the present because he's like, I'm gonna die. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I. That makes more sense. And the protagonist in the future is trying to stop this. So that, okay, so, okay, so there we go then. If the protagonist in the future sees all this and can, t and can go back backwards in time, then he's resetting the chessboard so that it works in his favor. Or are you saying that the chessboard is going, but then the protagonist is going backwards to realign the chess pieces. Which timeline are we going off of? And does your past self even have free will then? If Because what if your past self sees a situation that you've set up for them and they make a different decision? Like, you don't know exactly what you're thinking at that moment that you're going to make a decision one way or the other. You would have to do this a hundred million times before it would work. So then here we go. Is this movie a multiple universe timeline? But what for my presumption is this is a singular timeline where the the past or the past slash present is making decisions going forward, but the future is going backwards 
to ensure the past makes those decisions or is just going backwards to ensure that the past makes the right decisions? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope everyone has a headache like I do because it's so fucking frustrating. And it's like, there's this and then he dingles like, like in front of a cat, like, oh, look at this. And you watch the opera house scene. You're like, oh, this is fun. And once again, back to my main argument, if the protagonist had a reason to do this besides the world is going to end, and I know that's a big deal, but in a, in a cinematic perspective, we care about the small story as much as the big story. If he had like a, a family in the future he cared about, maybe we'll care a little more, but his argumentation is i'm james bond doing james bond shit there's no emotional connection besides you're human you care about this it's i can well like where where they fuck up and i think they should have just gone with terminator rules where the future is getting blown up and so he goes back in time to try and stop the future from getting blown up and he has all this knowledge of things that happen so he can help his past self achieve the goal because he already knows, but there's still like margin for error because he only has one shot at this because you can only go back once. See, but that's the Terminator logic, and I like that logic. It's more, it's more kind of logical, but I you don't get but, as many cool reverse exactly. Action scenes. That's the that's the the Nolan factor there. We're calling this the Nolan factor, where it's like it's better cinematically if the audience and the protagonist are giving the same information as it's flowing through the film. It's like Memento. Like, yeah. well, like, like the audience doesn't know that it's in reverse until they tell it's in reverse. So that's why this movie gets a pass for me because no one's about the cinematic experience as opposed to the logic. My problem is it doesn't have a deeper meaning besides, isn't this cool? Isn't it cool how we're going in reverse and forward at the same exact time? So that shallowness is what turns me off as opposed to other movies that have a shallowness because they have that depthful... I care about these characters and what's happening here. Uh, also, another thing that I had issue with is he's like, well, I guess that makes sense. Um, when you drive a car forward going in reverse, it's like super hard because you're going against the resistance of time. Mm -hmm. I, Once again, I guess a cool idea, but I don't know if that's how it's going to work. Like... Wouldn't the car just still travel regardless of that, unless you drove it on the exact same path that it went? From what I can remember is, the argument is, because time is reversed, physics are reversed, so the pull and push are reversed. So that one doesn't bother me as much, because I can, on a very simplistic level, I can understand that if you're going in reverse, therefore physics are reversed, so his push and pull will be opposite. That would mean you'd walk weird, too. But they say that, though. The girl tells him when he's walking, you're going to get a weird feeling of backwards walking sensation, even though you're walking forward. And if you notice how mm. he's walking, he does walk a little strange. He kind of, like, steps forward and then kind of back steps and then re-goes back forward. So I, that one to me doesn't bother me. I got to a point where they were doing this jumping back and forth where I didn't know where anyone was because they weren't all wearing oxygen masks. Yeah. At one point, he takes it off, and I'm like, wait a fucking second. I thought you'd die if you breathe the oxygen, if you're in reverse, but you're breathing forward oxygen. Like, what the fuck? When does it take it off? And when does it go off? 
uh, when he goes back in time to uh, fight. There is a time, because I don't know where he is. Oh, oh, it's when he jumps back in time to the heist, the plane heist, and he fights himself. No, he's wearing the mask. He's wearing the SWAT mask. It's not a physical, like, ostrich mask. But it gets ripped off. Um, it gets ripped, it gets ripped off when he falls engine. down on our pads and gets him, but he, put, but he puts it back on. And so, d- wait, he dies in the jet engine, right? And that's how he comes back in reverse? No. He's... Because, remember, he comes back from under there because he got sucked out into the jet engine? I don't remember that. That's the... Hold on, what are you talking about? Because he's trying, he's trying to get her back in reverse so they can save her life from the reverse bullet. But he doesn't get sucked in, does he? Yeah, he does. Because remember, he's going to reveal him and he gets sucked out. I saw him get sucked out and then the engine explodes. I don't remember that scene at all. Yeah, and then he comes back because he's running in and he sees the flapping door and he jumps and then like it reverses back and he fights. If that's how he dies, that's a that's a weird life. Which means you can die if you're going back in reverse, but you still exist in the future because you haven't died in the past? That's not true because in the ending, Robert Pattinson has the red cord and he knows going backwards he's going to die. That shit confuses me too because he's like, oh, we're going to have many great adventures. So he just meets an end and, and the end point is where he goes back in time to meet the protagonist. That's the whole point is Robert Pattinson's character is he has to make sure that the protagonist goes forward. His job is I've lived a life, but now I'm going backwards in a life that I've already lived and I accept my fate because I've done something bigger than myself. So he just lives an infinite loop? No, he dies. He dies at the end because going backwards is death because if they die in reverse, they die in real life too. But he gets on the helicopter. No, that's not true because David... The protagonist dies of hypothermia, but he doesn't get the hypothermia. Does he get hypothermia? Because he says, like, I blew up with fire, but it's hypothermia. So he says, you're the first person to die of hypothermia in an explosion. So then if you do die, then you're good. Yeah, if you die in reverse, it's okay, because you still exist in the past. But Robert Pattinson, when he dies, he dies in forward, not reverse. So he goes backwards, then forwards? Yeah, because he goes backwards and dies with the red tag so that the gate can be unlocked. Mm-hmm. and But then he rescues them from there as he's going in reverse. So that means that there's a Robert Pattinson that's already died down there. But the, the but but then he he's going in reverse originally, then it says to go forward, then goes back again in reverse. See what I'm saying? We can write this shit, but it sounds convoluted <laughs> as hell. I, I don't I don't fucking I, I I get the if I put a string on the ground and follow it, I get it. But it doesn't make sense that the string can even go that way. And this is my point, is movies can leave you with questions. They can go like, think about this. This movie is not one of those movies. This is not a moral mm-hmm. discussion. This is a plot point that's so convoluted that you have to put a red string like a murder case to go through. It's too much. And once again, like, I can accept Inception rules and understand our rules if there's something deeper. This movie has nothing deeper, so for me, this is... Not a failure, but definitely a subpar Nolan. And my theory is 
because he wrote this without his brother. All of his other uh, movies before Dunkirk was Jonathan Christopher Nolan writing, and you have The Dark Knight, Inception, and then Memento. And, must um, ground him. Prestige. Maybe. He grounds him. I don't know. I haven't done that much research. I haven't seen Dunkirk, so I don't know. But I can definitely say like this movie is the worst Nolan movie I've seen, which is a negative, but also a positive, because it's still a solid like action film. Yeah. Oh, it is. But, like, the thing that pisses me off is, like, I guess we compare this to Inception, because I guess that's going to be the closest plot-wise. But Inception, it seems convoluted, it seems weird, but it really isn't. You can always follow where you are. You know when you've jumped into a new dream. You know the, the rules. The rules are always there, and they stay. You know what I mean? The, yeah. It doesn't change its rules, so you have something solid to grasp onto as you go deeper and deeper. You can keep track of where you are, and they kind of do the they do the top at the end to be like, "Wait, are you still in a dream?" Like that's okay. I'm like, well, I'm with yeah. a little convoluted there, but this, I, you have nothing to hold on to. You're just spinning in the wind, mm-hmm. and you're it's so confusing because you don't mm-hmm. know what's up, you don't know what's down, you don't know where you are, and it's it doesn't help with the story. It's okay if he wants to do that with the audience and then at the very end give you something to go, oh, but he just makes it more convoluted. Mm-hmm. He, he never grounds it. Yeah, no, because you can work with fantasy because it's dreams. So dreams, you kind of give them more of a push to like, this is not reality. Your understanding of dreams is understanding as you understand a dream in real life, right? Dreams are convoluted and kind of depthful and weird, and they kind of go to your psyche. This is dealing in, like you said, time travel, and time travel is hard in general, let alone you have a very original kind of idea for it where things are moving backwards as forwards. So I give them the props for a cool idea, great action, good acting, I think, to the most part, but it falls apart in the lack of emotion and then you only have as a convoluted plot of just like, what did I just watch? I think it would have been better if the idea was that there is a timeline, right? And it leads to the prevention of the end of the world, right? It, it mm-hmm. leads to the good guys win in the original timeline. And a yeah. terrorist organization has gotten time travel and is trying to change that timeline in the past. Terminator rules, right? But yeah. there is a CIA organization, a team that their jo- sole purpose is to make sure the timeline stays intact. So there is this war happening around the protagonist that he has no idea about as he's journeying through, but then when you look at it in reverse, you go, oh, shit. This whole time, like, this war has been occurring around him to make sure he stays on that path. Like, Robert Pattinson's job is to protect the protagonist and make sure he does his steps. And meanwhile, people are trying to kill the protagonist. There's weird things happening. You know, then looking back, you can go, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's going to be loopholes and weird things, but it makes more sense than this fucking forward, backwards, forwards, backwards. But also then you're, you're, you're kind of describing the movie because the main character has this thing where he thinks he's a messiah he's important but they tell him you're not important but actually in reality he is important so now you get a convoluted idea of like the main character thinks he's important but he's not but actually he is though 
you could change a number of things in the past, though. You don't just need to change him. Like, they could go in reverse and fuck up something. Like, the Indian lady knows everything that's happening, so she could change something in the timeline that prevents it. Or, But she doesn't, though. At the end, she gets killed because she doesn't know the ending of the ending. Fuck me. Bah! Fuck me so hard. Bah! See, so, well, okay, 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 how to fix this? I think your idea is perfect, where there's a government agent who goes back in time, which they kind of have. It's a little military, but it's government agency. If our main character understood the reality and what was going on, I think that would make a little more sense because he's knows more. We feel confident in of himself that this makes sense. The opposite is the protagonist doesn't know what's going on. The audience doesn't know what's going on. So by the end, we're like, who the fuck knows what's going on here besides right. Robert Pattinson? So I, I, I think I, I think it would fix better if it ruins the cinematic feel of it because the audience is learning, the protagonist is learning, but it would make more sense on a logical level if the protagonist knew this already and we were kind of learning it as he's kind of giving a lot of big things and we're kind of learning slowly, but I don't know. It doesn't work... I think your idea, plus the protagonist knows what's going on, works yeah. better. It's almost like a James Bond where James Bond knows he's gone back in time to fix things. And he has to stay on the same path he did, but change it ever so slightly. Exactly. He has to follow the steps, otherwise it breaks history. But it could still work that the audience doesn't know that James Bond is James Bond. He's going through the motions and he's saying some things that implies that he knows what's going on. But the opposite is the protagonist is fucking clueless. The audience is clueless. And we're just like, ah. Right. And like maybe he says something a little bit different. Yeah. Or he takes a left instead of a right mm-hmm. at the hall. You know, like, mm-hmm. so you think like he's dodging bullets. He's doing crazy shit. But really, he's done this before. Yeah. So really, it's the plot of uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, is it? Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is Tom Cruise keeps dying until he reaches a point. So it ends up like he knows when he's going to get shot at. He knows when this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he's dodging and like killing all these things on the battlefield. But each time he gets a little bit further and then dies. It's like a video game, basically, where like the, the, the person playing it knows the, the cue points and is kind of adjusting their playstyle. Right, and you get better every time you go through until you reach a certain point. Mm-hmm. Edge of Tomorrow was a good movie. I've never seen it, but it's on my list. I don't know. Let's, let's wrap this up. This has been on for a pretty while. Yeah. Um, I would recommend Tenet in a movie theater if you can do it safely and you you enjoy a solid action film, but you can accept the fact that the timelines don't work because the acting, the action, and the flow works, but the plot line itself is a convoluted mess. So I'd recommend it. Yeah, definitely see it. Find the most crowded theater you can find. (laughs) (laughs) Share food, share drinks, swap some spit, have a great time. (laughs) Uh, No, it's it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah, I don't watch in a drive-in. Watching that drive-in for me was a miserable experience because it's two and a half hours on a shitty stereo. So don't do it that way. If you can, if you have a nice sound system and it comes out on like VOD, definitely watch it. It's it's the one of the best movies of this year, but it has so many flaws. But I can accept that. And get this. 
it cost two hundred five million to make, and it made it's made I think thirty million so far. Jesus. Yeah, it's gonna be a tremendous flop, which it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's a quality main film with some serious problems in the plot, but you also have COVID and the and then Christopher Nolan's ego, which I understand is don't release this on VOD because it's a movie experience. Mm-hmm. I get that. But you could always retrofit it and be like, hey, once theaters open, watch this in theaters. I would stand by that. This is the reason that James Bond got canceled for November. They went, oh, fuck that. They're going to release it next year now. Well, that and COVID. I know, but like they were going to go ahead and just see what happens. But then this movie came out, and it's flopped so hard that they're like, oh, fuck no. Death of movie theaters is upon us. Uh... I'm reading an article about this, and I don't think it's this movie's fault, and I don't think it's a fair assumption no. because theaters are fucked because of the pandemic. But It's a victim of the times. It's not fair. I think if things were normal and this came out, it wouldn't make the money back opening weekend, but I think over time it would make its budget back, so it'd be a wash. But I wouldn't say this would not be a flop in a normal situation. Because no, but also once again, if things were normal, you get Mulan, Black Widow, and more movies competing against it. But it's June timeline, from what I can recall on top of my head, there wasn't much coming out at June right now. Mm-mm. I don't know. Nope. Uh, no one's a great filmmaker. I hope he keeps doing it. But get your brother back. Help you ground yourself because you, mm-hmm. he's trying to outdo himself, which is what this movie felt like that's a fair assumption is he's trying to combine things i think if you went back to a a more simplistic format this movie would be much more revered but i think the the plot and for me personally the lack of a strong depthful character is the biggest detriment to this film i can deal with convoluted Mm -hmm. plot lines but i think the lack of a depthful all-out character with a reasoning beside the world is ending because you just got james bond movie this is just a really well shot james bond movie which is i'm guessing tomorrow never dies that new one coming out is probably a really well shot james bond movie yeah i would love to see a nolan bond he won't do it because he would want too much control and he'd want to do too much uh that the studio would never allow to happen to james bond but he would do a damn good james bond i think no, he's a, he's definitely an action director. He knows, he understands how an audience needs to feel. But I think the timeline of like, oh, that's why that happened is not as depthful as in Interstellar, Inception, and for a lesser extent, The Dark Knight Rises. Kind of emotional bond there, but it's not a bad movie. It's just no, it's it's a C plus. It's a C plus, but it's it's a not as good written film, but it's definitely is a well shot film. Yeah. Well, with that, we've had a really intelligent discussion, so I'm gonna say this, it needed more titties. And um <laughs> let's wrap it up. There we go. I had to bring it back down. We were sitting way too Ah fuck me. <laughs> Just got was that you, God? <laughs> this is waste potential. We're signing out. We'll see you around here. Bye y'all! <laughs> <laughs> But we're in reverse. And if you are me, and I am you, then who am I? I am you, from the future. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're done.
Uh, I'm drunk. <laughs>